We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome, welcome, everybody. It's another edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizzapia, and with me today is, of course, Johnny McKechnie. Johnny McKex, what's happening, brother? Oh, man, uh, not a whole lot. You know, it's uh, it's another week up here in Madison. It's, uh, it's actually really warm out now, so I'm, you know, once again, I'm pretty stoked for the weekend up here. It's, uh, you know, it's finally extremely not the winter anymore, so every week it's getting better. There you go. There you go. You get uh, have any cheese curds this week out there? I would have a cheese I, curd problem if I lived there. I could tell you right now. I've yet to hit my quota. I had like one when we went out to lunch at Culver's the other day, but you know that's clearly not enough. So I'm gonna have to make up for that later yeah. today. Get on that. You gotta get their cheese curd on, baby. That's what it's about. We gotta get our DFS on here as well. Here we got a Friday night slate of games. You got one day game in there. Uh, Look, chances are right now you probably just want to toss that away. I don't think you right. want to play that uh, slate. The pitching-wise, I mean, Montgomery uh, for the Cubs and Marquez for the Rockies. Uh, I just don't see too much of a joy here in playing this. Now, if you want to get in there, if the wind's blowing out, if you want to get a little exposure to that game, that's fine because it's going to differentiate yourself. But if you're playing that all-day slate, uh, you just got to make sure that you're dialed in and tuned in as lineups continue to go in there and make sure you have yourself some flexibility with your budget. But let's talk about... The night slate here. Top of the board at pitchers, Corey Kluber at 10,500. Now, Kluber's going to be chalk in cash games. He's going against the White Sox. Good matchup against Gonzalez. Um, but you've got some other stats on him I think you want to share with us, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, backing up your point on the White Sox, it, um, they're just sort of this weird team where they have the best weighted on base as a team against left-handers, but they're third worst in baseball against righties in that same category. And uh, Kluber was just... You know, he's back to being Kluber last time out. Um, you know, 10 strikeouts over six innings, only one walk uh, over that span against an Oakland team that, you know, I've been watching them a fair bit lately. I don't know why, but I have. And uh, 
they've been hitting the ball out pretty well. So uh, it was impressive for or it. It kind of adds to how impressive Kluber was last time out. So I expect him to dominate. I know he will be chalky, like you said, but uh, you know, I, I think he, he's totally worth it. Uh, I think there are other pitchers down the board a little bit that, that are also worth it. But yeah, Kluber ten five certainly deserves to be uh, the most highly owned pitcher tonight. Yeah, it's not a heavy pitching cash game kind of slate where you feel good about because the next two guys have been inconsistent of late. Uh, Tanner Rourke on the upswing, Irvin Santana potentially on the downswing, and all the numbers of Irvin Santana. There's no way he could possibly sustain. I think the BABIP uh, for him is something like 150. I mean, oh, yeah. you just there's no way you can sustain this stuff with Irvin Santana. The matchup against the Giants, though, too, a team that's not necessarily prone to striking out a whole bunch. But what are your thoughts on Santana's on 9,200? I personally, I, I don't buy into it. If I'm going to pay up, I think I like Kluber, but there's some other guys below that I prefer. What are your thoughts on him tonight? Uh, well, you know, before Irvin kind of uh, returned to his old form last time out against the Angels, which is concerning because it was against the Angels when he let in a ton of runs. But before that, you know, over his last four starts, he had a 1.8 ERA, a .93 WHIP, over 30 innings. But um, his strikeout potential is is relatively low. I mean, he had like 19 strikeouts in that stretch. It's not really what you're looking for uh, out of your DFS pitcher. Now he is going against the Giants in the pitcher's park. Uh, the Giants, uh, second to last and weighted on base over the last month's worth of games. Uh, they're dead last uh, against righties. So I mean, th- there are those factors working in his favor. Um, but I think it, at 9,200 being the second highest uh, priced pitcher on the board, I'm not sure that he quite is going gonna, is gonna to be able to do uh, what you need him to, especially against a Giants lineup that doesn't strike out to begin with. Now, Tanner Rourke at home, I actually do like. Uh, I think yes. the price is very reasonable, 8,600. He's been pitching better of late. Uh, Tanner Rourke, not just lately, but last year as well, was a quality start machine. And on the FanDuel scoring, once he's right and at home against, let's face it, a Texas lineup, you know, no Adrian Beltre, Odor's mm-hmm. been terrible, uh, no DH. So to me, this is a prime situation there for Tanner Rourke. I think he's going to have a lot of exposure tonight too. Yeah, and I think he's completely worth it. I think that, you know, the, the combination of the price tag and, and a sneakily good matchup, uh, being that it is at an NL park, uh, with no Beltre and, you know, continuing on the Odor uh, uh, train of thought. I think uh, Luke Roy also two months into the season for as long for as long as we've wanted him to kind of get it going uh, after after we've given him enough rope and it, he still hasn't really performed. So there's a couple minuses in that lineup already. Um, and Roark going seven seven innings or more over his last three starts. Uh, really not, not uh, giving up the home run ball, like less than one home run per nine innings pitched. Uh, there's a lot to like there. So I, I like the quality star potential. And I think the Nationals, they rested a bunch of their stars yesterday. So we're going to have guys like Zimmerman and Murphy uh, coming out fresh against a guy like Kashner. So I think the, the Nationals are also going to give him a ton of run support as well. Now, my favorite pitcher on the board tonight, I got to be honest with you, it's none of the names that we mentioned. He's $7,000. He's a guy that's striking out a ton of guys. Now, I know you're a little concerned, as everyone probably is, about his ability to how deep is he going to go in games, but he did go six his last outing, nine strikeouts in that one, eight before that, eight before that, and it's Brad Peacock at $7,000. I like it. I, I love it. I mean, you're looking for strikeouts when you're looking DFS-wise. Now, is this more of a tournament play? Yeah, I, I think it is. But my goodness, what a great one. I, and I can't imagine there not being a, a, a decent enough ownership within the community where people see these numbers with Peacock, see how well Houston's playing, see that 
kind of decimated Angels lineup right now and just don't jump all over it. I mean, I to me, I think Brad Peacock is, you know, one of my favorite tournament plays of the season tonight <laughs> so far. Damn. Yeah, I mean, it, and and with good reason. Like you said, those strikeout numbers have been absurd. You know, he's he's got the capability of striking out eight guys in less than five innings. And and I think what really sort of ups his intrigue tonight is, like you said, that he he did go deeper into the game last time out. So you're you're less worried about him like barely even qualifying for the win and having the the, the Astros sort of do like a a double long reliever as to like substitute for, for a real starter. I think Peacock can actually give them a quality start here. Go, go for six plus innings. And with that, with, and with that strikeout rate, they, I mean, they're going to stack up again against an angels lineup that, you know, obviously has no Mike Trout and thus uh, no real intimidation factor. So I do like that play a lot at 7,000. Yeah. They're, they're just banged up. And I think they have some trouble scoring runs. I think we're both in agreement to that Matt Shoemaker situation. That's a no right there. Let's talk about oh, Julio Tehran and uh, Harvey right now, you know, both sides of that one. I mean, Tehran's been awful. I keep feeling like I keep telling people in season long leagues though, get him for dirt cheap because I feel like Tehran always has a run in him at some point in the season. It's usually in the second half, but right now DFS wise, I had a person don't trust him. And the other part is Matt Harvey, which I gotta be honest with you. I don't feel all warm and fuzzy about him. And I don't feel warm and fuzzy about <laughs> any of these guys. I think maybe that's why I like Peacock so much. Maybe it's just relative how much I hate everybody else, Johnny. <laughs> no, it makes sense. I mean, this, this is a pitching matchup that, you know, coming into the season, uh, you know, for as much as anyone would want to watch a Braves game or a Mets game at this, at this stage, you know, they're like, oh, you know, Harvey Tehran will give us a good game. Uh, that is certainly not the case. I mean, Tehran, like an 8-4 ERA at home, uh, nine home runs and 30 innings pitched. Uh, and, you know, Harvey on the other side of that, 5-8-1 ERA since he went out on Cinco de Mayo and, Know, got got in big trouble with the team and all that, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I six too many margaritas, are, Johnny. Too, too many margaritas. Oh no, he's just just really tired. Just 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 super tired. Yeah, I'm just super the tired. I'm just trying to get over my hot girlfriend breaking up with me. It's pretty lame, man. I mean, it's just it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this there's going to be a lot of runs in this game, um, and yeah, you're not using either of these pitchers uh, even in a tournament uh, to differentiate yourself. I think you're just basically uh, throwing your lineup entry money on fire by by uh, using either of these guys tonight. So uh, load up on bats in this game, but certainly uh, please, for the love of God, don't use Tehran or Harvey. No, which and and you know, in classic 2017 baseball fashion. It'll be a pitcher's duel, and they'll both go seven innings. That seems to be, you know, but look, I don't care what anybody, you know, there's no th- such thing as smart money tonight in that game. I just want nothing to do with it. You got Cobb, 7,900, too. That's another one against Oakland. I think both of us are on the same page with Davies, 76 at Arizona. What are your thoughts on Davies tonight? Is this kind of a sneaky one, or is this another one where you're just worried about the ballpark factor and worried about, you know, the floor of, his, of Davies? Right. The the floor is obviously a, a little bit shaky with Davies. Uh, he was really good his last time out, and I, I got a chance to watch most of that start, and I was pretty impressed with him. You know, six strike or six shutout innings against the Giants with six strikeouts, uh, only four base runners allowed against, you know, a Dodgers team that's, you know, kind of that lineup has really started to click over the last month or so. So that was impressive, but that was at home. Uh, this is a Diamondbacks lineup that is so dangerous top to bottom especially you know when when it's when they're facing a right-hander so that means that Jake Lamb is probably going to go yard and it is in Arizona so as much as I like how Davies has pitched of late I just 
it's hard for me to justify using a, a picture of like his pedigree out in Arizona. If it was a guy with, that you know we know is a little bit more established, uh, then I'd feel a little bit better about using someone like that at 7,600. But a guy like Zach Davies, probably avoiding him this evening. All right, one more to let's uh, touch on. Uh, Biagini is another one that, I mean, I know the last two starts were better, but uh, that's another one that just kind of concerns me at 6,700. I think maybe it's a multiple lineup kind of guy in tournaments. Maybe you get lucky there, but I, I can't justify that with Peacock for 7K. Same thing with Montgomery. For $300 more, I can have Peacock. But what are your thoughts on Montgomery tonight facing a lineup that looks to be without Jones and Machado? Right, that, that's, the, that's the big thing here. And, you know, this is an Orioles lineup that without Jones and Machado – on Thursday night, let Joe Ross strike them out 12 times. Like, how, I don't, I don't yeah. know how much more I need to say there. I don't um, know. I, I, I think it's the fact that there was a silence there after you said it where both of us just kind of let that breathe. Yep. I think that speaks volumes. <laughs> a pregnant pause, yes. And, yes. Uh, and yeah, you know so. what? Here's how bad it is. He, he struck out 12 guys. His ERA is still over six. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Way to you go, know boys. it's a rough year when you like, you know, whenever somebody goes out there and throws a shutout, and their ERA is still over six. That's that's when you know things are not going well in the year for them. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's certainly a fair thing to say. So Montgomery, uh, he's been pretty solid of late, and you know, uh, six scoreless against the Blue Jays last time out. I think he'll be fine, but um, you, you've sort of convinced me. I, I'm now, I'm in the, the Peacock camp for, for tonight for my Take tournament. Take a feather. Come join um, me. Let's go. Let's fly. I'm in. I'm in. Nice. All right. Let's go over to the catcher position here. Uh, top of the board, as usual, it's the guys you normally think. Uh, it is Buster Posey, it's Sanchez, and Alex Avila, who continues to, you know, just, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know where this Alex Avila thing has come from. I don't, I don't know if any of us keep looking at each other and going, Alex Avila, really? But it hasn't stopped yet. In fact, at 3200 I can still say it looks like pretty much a relative value still at that price. Are you buying Alex Avila tonight at Boston? Um, I would, but uh, they I think they are going as a left-hander, which uh, concerns me that maybe they'll leave him out or give him a, give him the day off. And, um, you know, oddly enough, James McCann is supposed to come off the DL today, and he's at 2,500. Um, and I know that's like the least sexy name possible here, but you know, he's yeah, just twenty five. has a little bit of power too, you know, he does. And, uh, you know, four for four in his last rehab game. So it doesn't look like that, that hand injury is bugging him anymore. Um, four home runs and 28 bats, 28 at bats against lefties this season, a 1.161 OPS against lefties as well. So it, if McCann is in the lineup, he might be a sneaky tournament option at catcher. That, that was kind of the best, uh, you know, kind of off the beaten path catcher that I could find. Well, Gary Sanchez coming off a two home run game against David Price, certainly no slouch either. I don't want sure. to put that out there. What are your thoughts on him against Bundy tonight? Um, you know, he's, he's a guy where, you know, we had two catchers hit two home runs last night. We had Sanchez and we had Derek Norris and some people are, are going to go the lemming route and maybe chase those points with Norris. And I think he's just going to go for zero but Sanchez is a guy that, that could go for two again this evening although Bundy has been pretty good about keeping uh, the ball in the yard just like three home runs allowed on the road um, but you know Gary Sanchez is Gary Sanchez and he, he's really starting to look like the Gary Sanchez uh, that that was absolutely tearing tearing it up down the stretch last year so if if you can uh, you know uh, pay up at catcher then uh, he's certainly my favorite guy for for over 3,000. So him and Brian McCann also off having a good week as well. You like Sanchez for a hundred bucks more? Uh, I do, I do. Uh, yeah, McCann, I agree with you. McCann's like definitely a fine option, but I mean Sanchez, I think has just generally a lot more upside. 
Yeah, I hear you on that. You know, it's funny. Yasmani Grandal was a name that I had uh, done a little work on before coming into tonight, too, and checking him because I saw the matchup against Garrett and trying to figure that out. But is that a trap tonight? I mean, because it seems like it is when you dig deeper into the numbers there. You know, he has not been good against left-handed pitching this year. Yeah, that that was my biggest concern. Uh, you know, Grandal has been awesome, you know, in general this year. And I think I've seen him uh, hit cleanup a few times of late. Um, and it's not like Amir Garrett is like a... a like an awesome lefty, but uh, that Dodgers lineup for as much crap as everyone gives them about facing lefties, that hasn't necessarily been the case this year. But like you said, it really has for Grandal. Uh, just a 161 batting average, sub 600 OPS against lefties. So I think that's just too big of a risk. Um, I think that there's too big of a numbers drop off uh, when he goes against the southpaw to where um, I'm probably going to uh, try to avoid him at all costs. Now, you've got uh, a sleeper here, I see, for tonight. Uh, somebody maybe flying under the radar a little bit. That's Mr. Tyler Flowers against Matt Harvey, who's you know kind of quietly over the last month had some really good numbers. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been great at home, which shouldn't be a huge surprise given how SunTrust, uh, as we've come to find how it plays, uh, 317 average, 890 OPS. And then over the last 30 days, uh, a slash line of a 338, 449, 508 over his last 30. Uh, he gets Harvey at home. I think we both mentioned uh, that, that we think that Harvey's going to let in some runs this evening. So getting getting that matchup at just 2,800, um, the, the Braves low-key have just been able to get a lot of production out of their catchers. Both him and Suzuki have been like quietly pretty good this year. Um, so Flowers, I definitely think, is on the table for me if I don't uh, go the James McCann route. But I mean, I think Flowers would certainly be a much safer play uh, for just $300 more. So I like him a lot of those value catchers. Over to first base, Paul Goldschmidt, 45, Joey Votto, 43. Joey Votto coming off a, another big game, but this time he's in Los Angeles against Rich Hill. Now, we didn't talk too much about Rich Hill, but uh, what are your thoughts with Votto against Hill and Hill overall today? That's another guy maybe. Uh, is that one that we should consider in tournaments uh, with the strikeout ability that Hill has? Or, again, do we say, well, with Brad Peacock, same kind of skill set strikeout-wise, 7K, is just the better matchup. It's just the better yeah. buy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was literally just about to make that that Hill and Peacock comparison because at this point, it's a toss-up as to who can go deeper in a game. It seems like Hill just can't get past the fifth inning. No. Uh, you, you just absolutely can't trust him, and you, you never know when, well, when that blister issue. Peacock has an excuse, issue. John. I mean, let's be honest. Peacock's excuse is he's been Peacock transitioning does. from the bullpen. Rich Hill's excuse is that I'm saying Hill doesn't. Yeah, I know, but it's just frustrating because Rich Hill, it's like, what's your excuse, brother? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, you know, four and two-thirds. I mean, stop. I mean, What's happening? <laughs> Come on, bro. He like senses a blister like coming on like yeah, months in like, advance. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's not the heat. It's the humidity, John. You know, that's <laughs> what it is. That's really what happens. It's too dry out here. Too, so. Yeah. God. <laughs> Come on, man. You're pissing in, and you're in Los Angeles, too. I mean, the weather's gorgeous there all the time. What's your, what's your excuse? There is no excuse. Stop bottom it. line. All yeah, right. so All it right. is absurd. My anger is going away. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shelve my anger for the rest of the – well, no promises. It might pop up again. Let's talk about Fair. Goldschmidt, though, uh, against Davies uh, and that matchup here is – Look, you got him, you got Justin Smoke. All these guys, I think, are really in play today. Give me your take on these and which one you think you'd lean towards. Uh, I would 
tend to go the Goldschmidt route if if but I do like the other guys uh, down the board at that four thousand price tag a little bit more. I mean Goldschmidt forty five hundred that is a lot to be coughing up even though it is at home against a, a pitcher that doesn't uh, doesn't have like a ton ton of upside. But yeah, forty five hundred is probably making me avoid him. Uh, if you want to go the Votto route, I know some people will probably avoid him because it's lefty lefty, but. For, for a guy like Votto, it just doesn't really seem to matter. So um, I, I think that Votto is a totally fine play uh, in both formats for the evening. But I like Justin Smoke a lot at 4000 I think the price reflects uh, what he's been able to do over the last month or so. Um, you know, OPS well over 1000 uh, not striking out anymore like at all. Um, you know, down to like 14% strikeout. You get Sam Gaviglio, uh, who's been pretty solid over his last few starts. But um, I, I just... I don't know how long he's going to be able to keep that up, especially against a Blue Jays lineup, even though it doesn't have Devin Travis right now. I think it's still a pretty powerful lineup. So I think the Blue Jays are one of my favorite teams to use uh, this evening just based on that matchup. And I think if you're going to try to go after some power um, at Safeco, a left-handed bat is the way to do it um, because the ball flies out a little bit better to right field there. So I do like Justin Smoke a lot at 4,000. Now, Matt Carpenter, 31, would move to the leadoff spot. That seems to be working. He's got two homers in the last two games. And look, I mean, we all know Matt Carpenter is a professional hitter. We all know he's been a disappointment overall. Do you think that that $3,100 salary is just going to make him so highly owned that it's not worth it? Or is it enough value where you still go, yeah, I don't care if you know the percentage in GBP play is high of Matt Carpenter. I want Matt Carpenter shares at 31 because – I believe in what he's doing right now. And I believe in the savings that he's going to provide me for the pitching staff I need. Right. I, th- I think, you know, it, it, it's one of those cases, like you said, where I, I don't care how high the ownership rate is. I think that he uh, looks like he's, he's like in the, in the starting stages of, of really getting things turned around. And you, you really do save a ton by, by, you know, getting uh, that sort of quality bat for, for in the low three thousands uh, at first base. So, uh, it does seem like he's really, really comfortable in that leadoff spot. You know, like you said, uh, home runs in back-to-back games uh, gets Jeremy Hellickson. I know the Cardinals are just kind of trying to get off the mat right now with how things have gone, uh, you know, getting smoked by the Reds pretty much all week long. Uh, and I think Carpenter, you know, chief among them is going to be one of the driving forces to try to get them out of it. And certainly they'll want to avoid a bad start to their series against a team like the Phillies. So I think Carpenter, 3,100. Makes a ton of sense. I don't care how highly owned he is. I think that he's a really good play as well. Yeah, I would throw a dart at Matt Adams tonight too. I just sure. feel like there's a home run in that bat with Matt Harvey's name on it. And I just got a good feeling about that one. Call it what you will. Sometimes it's just it's just a feeling and I'm hooked on it. Anybody else on first base uh, that you want to discuss tonight? How about Logan Morris and 3,500 against uh, Mr. Triggs? Uh, Logan Morrison's a guy I've been like using pretty consistently of late, um, but looking at the rest of the way the the first base board kind of plays out, I'm, I'm a little bit less inclined to use him. Uh, his power numbers just aren't as good at, at the trop as they are on the road. I think he's got six home runs at home and 10 on the road. Um, so I, I think that, you know, this is one where he's a fine play, but you can go cheaper. You can get a guy like Carpenter or Adams or Lucas Duda on the other side of that uh, Braves Mets game, or you, or, uh, what I'm going to do is go up and try to go after Justin Smoke. Yeah, uh, that that certainly makes him. I, look, I, I can't argue with Smoke and how well he's 
played all year. And, and it's been great. It's a great story, too. We, want, we need some of those guys, considering some of the disappointments that have been out there throughout baseball, not just DL disappointments, but performance disappointments as well. Third yeah. base, Miguel Sano, 4400 That's a steep price for Sano in San Francisco. Me personally, I don't know. I, I mean, I know it's against the lefty and all, but uh, 44 that's a little much for me. Uh, you got Josh Donaldson at 44, Jake Lamb at home for 42. Now, you and I love the Lamb. We all know that, and he's got the righty. Whenever he's got a righty, I mean, we're talking about a 1,000 OPS guy against right-handed pitching. To me, Lamb is always a lock when you get up to there. Uh, Arenado, especially since he's in that one-day game, that what a one-off, he's probably not available to you if you're playing just a night slate. So uh, let's talk about – and same thing with Bryant, too. Both those guys will be out of right. contention there. So you got Lamb, Donaldson, Sano, 4,200 and above. We have to pick one. Which way do you go? I'm on the Lamb wagon. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, Lamb's on the menu again. It's on the menu every Friday night here on the DFS We podcast. have the Lamb special every Friday. That's what we do. Yep, and it, it's, it's braised in such a way that, it, you know, it's, it's always worth your time. It's always worth your money. So, like, yeah, it's, it's – and I mean, by the way, on the other Lamb side, he is super expensive. He's 5,500. He's top of the board. So if that gives you an indication that, you know, where his pricing is on the FanDuel side, I think is a little bit looser. You know, that he's 42. He's not even the top guy tonight on the FanDuel pricing, just as a price comparison for you. Uh, as we go down the board at third base to, you mentioned Machado being out. You got Rendon, uh, who's in play. Are there any values tonight that you like over here? Uh, is it a Travis Shaw potentially for 3,500 in Arizona where, you know, it's a favorable home ballpark. He's facing Randall Delgado. There's a nice lefty-righty matchup too for you. Right. I think, I think that, that certainly is in play. I imagine that, that Shaw will, will, will be in the lineup Friday. So uh, he makes some sense. I think uh, there, there are a couple other brewers that, that could also make some sense. I think there's just going to be a ton of runs in that game. Uh, so certainly couldn't blame you for going after Shaw. Um, I think hmm, who else? Uh, Suarez uh, against Hill might might work. Um, Jed Jerko, if you w- if you wanted to go the a little bit of a Cardinal stack, I know Jerko probably hits like cleanup, uh, if, assuming he's in the lineup tonight. Uh, but that that could make some sense if you're using the Carpenter. Um, you know, just kind of get a, that exposure to the Cardinals lineup. Uh, Fre- David Freeze, I watched him a bit this week when I, when I was watching the Orioles, and he actually looks like he's swinging the bat pretty well. It's it, he's a guy that's going to be low owned, but I think he could. Uh, and I don't think his his ceiling is exceptionally high by any means. But like, I don't think that he's really going to uh, be at risk of, of giving you absolutely nothing in return for for the low three thousands that you have to pay for him. Yeah, the rest of the bottom, like Suarez is down there against Hill. I don't know if I'm in love with that necessarily. It's 3000 so there's a cash savings. Uh, Moustakas at San Diego, I think that's another one, 3100 if you're looking to save that you can certainly justify and get behind there. He's facing the righty, Yoli Chassin. Um, so yeah, you don't love San Diego, but it's a little bit more neutral than people give it credit for. But that's a team that struggled to score runs too. And sure. uh, I don't know. I, I look at tonight and I'm looking at the top and Shaw and Lamb are the ones that really kind of pop out to me. You can never go wrong with Donaldson, but I think Donaldson's to know just a little bit too pricey on my end. So third base, hey, I'm with you. Let's do the Lamb. Let's have it. Let's split it. Uh, Jose oh, yeah. Altuve, top of the board at second base at 3,800. Uh, guy who just, I mean, is frankly just doing everything. Now he's against Shoemaker. Uh, is he worth 3,800 for you tonight? Is that a guy that you believe in investing if you're going to go to the top of the board? Because after that, you got Daniel Murphy for the same price at home against Texas. And I don't know between the two of them, if you make the case one way or the other, do you prefer Murphy and his matchup here tonight against Andrew Kasher, which is certainly favorable 
righty lefty for him. Plus he's at home uh, or the home matchup uh, for Houston and Jose Altuve. It's hard for me to, to, you know, say that one second baseman is a better option than Altuve, but I think for, for this specific uh, slate, I think Murphy makes a little bit more sense. Um, I think that he's a guy that, that definitely draws the better uh, pitching matchup and with the, with the, you know, platoon advantage there. Plus he got the day off on Thursday, you know, kind of uh, get himself right after the, after their like West coast uh, road swing. So I think that Murphy's going to be in there and I think that he's going to be able to do a lot of damage in a, in a Washington lineup that probably just across the board is going to do a fair bit of damage against Texas and, and Kashner. So I give a slight lean to Murphy um, you know, obviously you're, you're paying 3,800, uh, for either of those guys that's top of the board, uh, for second base, which really, I guess, isn't all that much if you're thinking about the, the number one guy at a given position, but, uh, I will give Murphy a slight edge over Altuve, but certainly can't blame you if you go for Altuve either. Now I'll tell you who I love as a tournament play tonight. It's Robinson Cano against Biagini. Uh, it's a good matchup for him. Cano has been a bit all or nothing over the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, it's a guy that he's even given you a fantastic return on value, or he's literally given you zero. And that's yeah. kind of a problem in cash games. You can't have that kind of liability. There's not enough nightly floor for Cano, but there's certainly a lot more ceiling, a lot more upside. So at 33, I really like that play. Uh, any other guys at second base in your mind that look like good GPP plays tonight? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, I'm going to get back aboard the D Gordon uh, train because he's a guy that, you know, he's on a Mariners team or a Marlins team, I'm sorry, that, that's going against the Pirates. And the Pirates, uh, watching them this week, it's like, boy, they, they really are a mess, maybe even more so than what people are saying. They got, you know, they had, they rolled Garrett Cole out last night and he got absolutely lit up. Uh, they gave up two, I think, four or five run leads late in the games to the Orioles. Uh, this past week. So, I mean, they, they are in deep trouble. And they got a guy in, in uh, Tyler Glass now on the mound and uh, went ahead and, and did some looking, you know, because Gordon, you're really going after him because he gives you the stolen base potential. And Glass now has allowed the most stolen bases among all NL pitchers with 12 uh, thus far. So I think that this could be an absolute track meet if Gordon finds his way on base, which I assume he will. I don't think Glass now is particularly great at limiting base runners either to begin with, uh, and then obviously lets them steal as well. So uh, Gordon, I, I mean, this could be a night where he gets you two or three steals, two or three runs. Love it. By the way, speaking of a guy who's stealing a ton of bases so far uh, is Trey Turner. I mean, 4,200, if you want to start pairing him and Murphy together at the top of that order, I ain't going to be mad at you. I mean, I think I'm Nationals no, tonight. I think that's the way I'm going. I believe in... Uh, Rourke, I think I'm going to have a lot of ownership in that game tonight. Uh, Carlos Correa at 41. They're looking for a little bit more on the power side. Cozart outside of Cincinnati, it's not that he's bad. It's just I'm looking at the $3,800 salary, and I'm thinking, well, look, Correa, Turner, a little bit more maybe well-rounded that I believe in. I, I love you, Zach Cozart. You've been terrific. Uh, but the only the, the positive end of Cozart is this. Because we mentioned that Rich Hill is a guy that can't get out of his own fifth inning, Mm-hmm. that does open him up to a little bit more middle relief facing him. So is Cozart a better floor maybe than some of these other guys at shortstop like a Lindor or even like a Xander Bogarts tonight? Um, let's see. I think you, you bring up an interesting point there with, with you know, getting that a bit of uh, middle relief exposure uh, from the Dodgers, but it's just it's really going to be tough for him to to match that 3800 uh value in my opinion like yeah. it, it's really going to take a lot it's pushing the limit and, now 
as yeah, good as he's exactly. been, it's kind of it's pushing the limits of of our Zach Cozart beliefs uh, and where we are. And by the way, Corey Seager, a, a big trap tonight too. I mean, he struggles Huge. against lefties. I know people are going to see that and say, "Oh, well, it's Amir Garrett, and you know he's a young pitcher." Another situation where you might get into the bullpen early, but I don't think you can go that route. But thirty three hundred. You know, on the other end, I know it's, you know, I did say I like Tanner Rourke, but it doesn't mean he's not going to give up any hits on the night. But let's talk about Elvis Andrews, who has been nothing short of terrific. He's got seven home runs, got a bunch of stolen bases. Uh, do you like him tonight at this price at 33, or are you just staying away uh, because of the way Texas has played just recently? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like you said, he, uh, Texas, that lineup might struggle as a whole, but, you know, that. Andrews could be the you know one of the few exceptions to that uh, this evening. The way he's played has been uh, you know fantastic, and uh, yeah, he might be one of the few bright spots in that lineup. And thirty three hundred certainly not uh, cost prohibitive for a player of his talent and his quality and his production of late. Um, I'm thinking uh, go down the board a little bit to thirty one hundred and go after a guy named in uh, Eric Sogard, like I was saying mm-hmm. with those Brewers bats. Uh, maybe I just drink too much of the tap water up here, but I'm a Sogard no, believer. Man, the brew, the brew crew can hit, man. I mean, let's let's be honest. The brew crew is bringing it this year offensively. The pitching aspect, even you know, Nelson's been good and Anderson's been good, but the bats are for real. Absolutely, and you know, three straight games of uh, double digits. You know, he's coming off a 30 point game uh, in his last time out. Uh, so Sogard gets the lefty righty matchup against Delgado, a guy that you know, you're not really uh, particularly afraid of using guys against. It uh, gets a platoon advantage. So 3,100, uh, maybe pe- maybe there are more people that are hip to Sogard than, than I'm thinking. Maybe he'll be a little bit uh, higher owned based on price plus, plus production. Um, but I really like him among the among like this, like second or third tier of shortstops uh, for tonight. Yeah. All right. So uh, anybody else there on the shortstop before we move on from that crew? Um. Always a Tim Anderson guy, but not against uh, Kluber. Um, Tulowitzki, if you want to continue on with the with some Blue Jays in your lineup, I think that he might make some sense. What Although, about Didi against Bundy at thirty one? Uh, I could get down with that. I you know I don't think that he's going to homer like he did the other night, um, but he's a guy that. Um, it, well, I don't Bundy's know. Been, 30, look, Bundy's limited a lot of issues. You know, I mean, like Bundy. For all of the people we hammer him about the strikeout rate not being where we want it to be and some other things maybe about to collapse, I mean, Bundy's pitched well. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. for, for all intents and purposes, he's actually pitched pretty well. And, you know, he doesn't care about our fantasy team, but no, he does not. <laughs> from a pitching Oklahoma standpoint, he's, he's done a pretty good job. Yeah, no, he's, he's been, you know, kind of the one stable force in that rotation. Um, so, I mean, I think Didi's going to be really in play the rest of this weekend, but if there's one night to avoid him, uh, when you can get Sogard at the same price, it's going to be hard for me to use Didi over, over Sogard, at least uh, for tonight's contests. All right, baseball is here, and don't get stranded out on first base without a Rotowire subscription, and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible, and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. On to the outfield. Now, if you want to add in Bryce Harper, it's going to cost you a lot of money to that Washington stack, but... It's hard to stack Washington Nationals without him at 45, but, you know, it's 
a price certainly worth paying. I think everyone feels pretty good about that. We got Nelson Cruz is going to be out with that calf. So we got Aaron Judge at 45, JD Martinez at 43. Let's talk a little bit about JD because JD has been a guy who has done nothing but rake since he's totally. been there. I mean, he has been terrific. He's got the matchup against Brian Johnson tonight. Uh, and it's hard not to want some shares of him. Now, I know he slowed down a little bit over his last couple of games, but still getting hits, you know, still getting his. And to me, at 43, he might be my favorite of the 4,000 and above outfielders. I like that. And I think that, that the uh, slowdown that you mentioned might lead to uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, less people tossing a lineup together. It's like, oh, yeah, JD's homered in you know, two games in a row, three right. games in a row. I'm just going to go call. ahead and toss him in not, without even thinking about it. You know, the, the people will probably go for your for your Aaron judges and so on. So, uh, sneakily, Martinez is a is like a guy that that should have a huge game tonight and might have a lot less ownership than than you know we might think. And he's going against Brian Johnson, a left hander. And you know, the fact of the matter is, JD Martinez has basically a home run every eight at bats uh, thus far this season since coming off the DL. So that that's hard to argue against, even with a slowed down home run rate. So, uh, yeah, forty three hundred. Uh, it's expensive, like you said, but um, I, I feel like the way that we've been, you know, tossing out some some good values from from pitcher all the way through the well, infield, yeah, and it's not you a can big totally load up double digit pitcher tonight. night. You know, it's not, no. we, none of the pitchers we loved were more than nine k. So I mean, you know, I mean, eighty six for Tanner Rourke and Peacock at seven. I mean, that's a it's pretty good there. Let's talk about Joey Bats, who's been quiet all of a sudden. Now the salary's been gone back down, so we've seen that fall. We were talking about a guy who's got. Just six points over his last six games. That's not exactly Oof. what you want. Uh, they all came in one game. So this is a little bit more of a tournament play. He's got Sammy G on the mound, though. Well, I know you said he's been pretty good, but we're all waiting for that shoe to drop uh, mm-hmm. against Caviglio. In a tournament, you, you feeling like, you know, it's been too quiet for Joey Bats. Is it time to get back on the Joey Bats wagon? You know what? I do think that I actually, uh, you know, when I was kind of throwing this lineup to, together to sort of uh, prep for our show uh, last night, I ended up with a stack that that had uh, Smoke, uh, Donaldson, and Bautista. So I'm I'm even with the Safeco uh, narrative or whatever. I still think that the, you know the Blue Jays are going to be able to to put some balls in the seats, uh, and I think Bautista, uh, you're getting him at that depre- depressed uh, price point, and you know he's a guy that, that can click back in at any time. And, you know, who better than to do it against than, than a guy in Sam Gaviglio, who's, you know, probably not like one of the least intimidating guys that, that Bautista has faced of late. I think he's a guy that he busts out of his slump against. Now you mentioned Aaron judge earlier, but one of the most consistent Yankees has been Aaron Hicks who continues to be a, a pretty good floor guy. It's not a big investment at 34. Certainly you feel pretty good about him going somewhere around four times value. Uh, with you know there's potential for more but I don't think you want you know you're not gonna base your hopes and dreams sit on Aaron Hicks but as a lineup builder I think that's pretty good we've talked about Milwaukee and some of the exposure there that we want in that game also you got Odabel Herrera who has been heating up of late which is a positive but the salary has not risen along with him now Herrera is another one of these guys who's better than he's been he's got a lefty righty matchup tonight against Michael Waka. Uh, I think that's a positive, too, if you're looking for a guy who's going to get some at-bats because so far over his last couple games, you got 9, 18, 12, 40 points, 40 points. Odubel Herrera is seeing the ball pretty well right now. Yeah, he's been uh, you know an extra base 
uh, hit machine. It looks like he's got doubles in what, like six, each of his last six games and multiple doubles in, in four of those. Uh, that's pretty, that's pretty righteous. And that, you know, I don't think that Waka, uh, just kind of like the way that the, the Cardinals are going right now, uh, you know, that, if they do win tonight's game, I don't think it's going to be a shutout by any means. I think Philly's going to be able to, to do at least a little bit of damage. And when Philly does damage, that usually means that Herrera uh, it has a big part behind it. So at 3,300, uh, the way he's going right now, yeah, with the platoon advantage, I think he makes a ton of sense. I think it's a really great call. All right, that's Johnny McKeck. You can follow him on Twitter at Johnny McKeck. You can follow me at Joe Pizapia for everybody here at Rotowire. Have a great night of Daily Fantasy.